I had a I had a cute little funny cat story. So I was doing my laundry the other day, and I was doing like towels and blankets and stuff. So I just picked it up in my arms instead of like mixing it in with my clothes laundry. And I opened the door to go out, and then my neighbor's like opening his door at the same time, and I and I just hear him go oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like looked at him and like he doesn't speak English the greatest and he just like points and goes you're a cat and I like looked and she was like down the hall and I was like oh no and I started calling her I was like pumpkin come here kitty kitty and she was like nervous because she sees him out in the hallway too and so she's like kind of hesitant to to come towards me and so she just like ducks really low to the ground and starts like crawling my way mm-hmm. and then it, he just goes she is fat <laughs> got called out for yep. trying to leave the apartment and then yep. she had to do the walk of shame. <laughs> she is pretty chunky, but it's it is yeah, mostly fur. It's mostly fur. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks thanks for recognizing. <laughs> <laughs> She's fluffy as shit all over. Yes. <sighs> Did you have anything fun and exciting happen this week. I know you were moving a lot of your shit. Yeah, there's been absolutely nothing interesting going on in my life. Just, like, trying to work and pack and do all this crap. I, know. I feel like there's there's nothing interesting going in my life either. The other day, on I think it was Friday, I had to cover a shift at the winery because there's, like, we normally close at 5, but on Friday and Saturday we have, like, these late night hours. Mm-hmm. where we are open till about eight and um right now the owners are out of town and some lady was working a shift and then she's like oh I got called in to do some like award recognition for my old job and so I have to do that and leave at five thirty. can you cover the rest of my shift and I was like okay no problem so I came in afterwards and there was this group of seven college girls that came in at like six o'clock and they were, I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure that they were all in like a sorority and they were saying how they all go to Michigan state and how some of our, mm-hmm. some of them are in marketing. Some of them are in uh, communications. Some of them, like they're all just very fucking basic. I was like, ugh. Great. <laughs> and so like we send them outside right now. Our wine tastings are all in like, you know, those, like, igloo-type things, mm-hmm. and we send them outside, and they're drinking, and they order probably, a, each of them have, like, three glasses of wine, and so, um, it's time for them to, like, get out, because I think they have, like, an hour and a half in the igloo, and we gave them at least an hour and 45 minutes, and they were, like, the last group in, and so it was time for them to get out, and so, like, they got out, and they're like, oh, we need a ride. I was like, you dumb bitches weren't thinking about this before because apparently they got dropped off there and they knew exactly how much time they had in the igloo. And so then they started, like, frantically, like, are there cabs over here? I'm going to try to call it Uber. And then they're all just, like, talking about, like, the plans that they were going to do afterwards. And one of them was like, Stacy, what are you drinking after this? And she's like, vodka. (laughs) It was just, like, that type of conversation. And then, oh, my God, they were just so fucking annoying. And so they finally, like, got a hold of one of their friends to come 
pick them up. And, of course, the friend was at least 20 minutes away. And so me and this other lady that we're working just, like, had to wait on them until they got their fucking ride. And then they, like, come up to the counter. And this is, like, by far past the time we're closed. And they're like, can we have a drink while we wait? And we're like, no, we're closed. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) And then um, me and the lady that we're working are like, damn, but we're kind of (laughs) thirsty. So we just opened up a bottle. And drink right in front of them after we just told them that they couldn't drink. And I was like, well, fuck these bitches. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, that was just so annoying. And then they were talking because obviously they go to Michigan State. And then they were just started talking shit about like, I don't like those bitches from U of M. They're just so stuck up. And like, they're always trying to create problems. <laughs> I, like, I literally lost brain cells listening to them. They were so fucking annoying and stupid. And I couldn't wait for them to leave, but... And then they, like, I was doing shit to, like, clean up and, like, try to get close. And they were standing right in my pathway. And they saw me continuing to go back and forth and then continuing to say, like, excuse me, I need to get through here. And then after I got through, they just, like, go back to the places they were standing and be in my fucking way again. And I was just getting so annoyed. (sighs) So, yeah, it was a shit shift. (laughs) God, well, but, yeah, I mean, like, all service jobs fucking yeah. suck, no matter yeah. what you're doing. People are assholes. I know, and college girls just make it so much worse. Especially drunk college girls. Ugh. Yeah, and there was, like, in their in their um little igloo, there was, like, a empty party cup that was, like, smashed. And so I feel like they also brought in, like, a fifth or something in one of their purses. Oh, and yeah. Like, drinking extra in there. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, so. But at the end of the night, I didn't end up bringing $22 home in kips, and so I was like, Wow, whole $22. (laughs) I know, it's like, wow. So, but yeah, that's really the only thing I did. Literally. (laughs) And then I got gas the next day, I was like, well, ah, there goes that. (laughs) (laughs) But what can you do? Yeah. Today's, um... Super Bowl Sunday. But the only yeah, thing... I learned that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why I knew is because I was, like, looking to see how busy we're going to be today at the winery. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, it's Super Bowl Sunday, so people shouldn't people be coming be in. because Yes, yeah. exactly. So I was like, yeah. But um, I think at that place, they have, like, they hook it up to their uh, cable or whatever. And so I'm going to see if I can watch the Puppy Bowl while I work. <laughs> Much better that's really, program. Yes, exactly. That's the only one I'm interested in. I don't, I honestly don't even know who's playing, and I could give a shit. <laughs> yup, exactly. Yeah, somebody, uh, one of Anna's friends texted her this morning. They're like, you watching the Super Bowl today? And she's like, that's, to, that's today? What? <laughs> no, obviously. <laughs> yeah, we got shit going on, so. Yeah. We'll be doing other too- stuff. Too disengaged. It's fine. Yeah, don't give There'll a fuck be plenty. about football. Yeah, seriously. Ugh, man. So when did you watch this movie that we're reviewing today? It took me three days to get through this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I started it on Friday and I finished it this morning. It was... Yeah, it was rough. I, I thought there was going to be... I guess more to the story of 
the World Trade Center and more about, like, the background on the attacks and, like, everything that went down. But that shit just happened so quickly and we just got to focus on the guy's story. I, that was going to be my my biggest thing. Okay, we should probably, like, introduce yes, ourselves let's to get, get into, into it. Because I got a lot to say about how that movie <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> panned out. Perfect. All right, so my name's Jesse And I'm Erin. And we're the Cage Queens. Stay together and stay focused. And if you couldn't tell, this week we are talking about the World Trade Center, which was released in 2006. And it is essentially around the story of a Port Authority cop whose uh, name is John McLaughlin, played by Nick. And he gets trapped under the, um, you know... World, World Trade, Trade Center, Center after it after it collapses and the story is about his experience while he is trapped and the rescue process. Mhm. Yeah. That is that is it. Like I th- what I can't remember at what point like did he gets trapped, but everything mm-hmm. leading up to that moment was really good, I thought. Like it was really interesting mm-hmm. because probably more because I remembered a lot of how that went down from like living through 9-11 I mean I didn't live in New York but right it was all over you know and it's happening like there was live news news coverage of the the towers coming down and I was watching it in my living room at home because I stayed home from school that day so like I have memories and that's I think what was like really I guess more interesting to me is seeing it all go down and seeing it from a different perspective like seeing it from like on the ground but then once Nick once I realized that Nick was going to be trapped under there for the remainder of the movie the interest level went down quite quickly and the story just really lost me yeah because it took what maybe 15 maybe 20 minutes before he got buried and then he Mm -hmm. was buried and then the rest of the you know hour and 50 minutes was about him under there I was like holy shit they just rushed that portion so much and it's not Mm -hmm. like even that like there, there definitely could have been a major story about him being buried and the experience down there but it didn't have to be that long (laughs) like oh my god it was yeah it was just too like we got it at that point like this is obviously major suffering very traumatic like we understand that the families are panicking, like, ugh. Yeah, I I feel like it was maybe even, I'd say, too soon, but only because we didn't know enough about what really, I guess, went, hap- you know, went down. Like, they didn't have enough of a story, I think, for this movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure, definitely. John McLaughlin, he's a great guy, and um, the other one, Will Jimeno. Um, they, like, they're real people, they're great guys, like, they did a lot, you know, for what they did for 9-11 and getting trapped and all that fun stuff, but, um, like, there, there could have been more story and the movie overall could have been much more interesting if it didn't just center around those two. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, I think that... Like, honestly, I I don't know. I don't know what to think about this movie. I thought the fact that it was based on a true story, obviously, was... That's what, like, engaged me from the get-go. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, 
well, uh, we know what's gonna happen. <laughs> They're obviously gonna live. <laughs> good. That's good. Like, so obviously in the beginning, there is Nick, and he is a sergeant, um, John McLaughlin, and he, they get a call that they just know that something is happening with the um, North Tower of the World Trade Center. They don't necessarily, they know that a plane is, you know, flown into it, but they didn't necessarily know it was a terrorist attack at that time, and so they were called down to, like, start doing, um, you know, rescue and recovery and all that kind of stuff. And so Nick goes down with a bus full of his boys and um, they go to the scene and then he's like uh, kind of running around and he's like, yep, I need a small team to go into the building with me. And so a group of, um, I don't know what, three other guys volunteer. And one of them was uh, Jimeno. And then there's two other guys and they're just like looking to go in like they had a bunch of oxygen tanks mm -hmm. they were getting like um, fire equipment basically so they could get yeah. into the the rubble and stuff and yeah and then they like kept uh interacting with other like firefighters and cops inside the building and they're like Ugh. is they kept like hearing that something might be happening to the other tower but they weren't mm -hmm. necessarily like they never got confirmation and then they were on their way and um, all of a sudden, there's this big crash. And then, what does Nick say? He go, does he say run or something? Yeah, he's it's like, like, it goes run! slow. It's that slow face. <laughs> yeah, he's got his mouth big and wide, and you get a good look at that mustache. Yes. Yes, yeah. Yes. And then he tells him to run to the elevator shaft, specifically. Run! The elevator shaft! And that's... Yes where they get trapped essentially as the building literally falls on top of them apparently the elevator shaft is the strongest part of the building so now we know next time yep. that we're in this experience if we ever get into this experience head towards the shaft <laughs> uh, yeah and so initially it's him uh Jimeno and um one other guy is alive Pizzullo. from the beginning Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dom Pizzullo, and that is played by Jay Hernandez. Yep. So then Rodriguez, and then there was another guy that they met up with en route who yes. made it into the shaft with them, but aren't responding when they're calling mm -hmm. out. So presumed dead. Yes. So we already know for sure that two guys are dead. And then um, the guy that um, is played by Jay Hernandez, Pizzullo, he is, he's not, like, covered by the, the, the rubble and stuff, and so, um, pretty much, uh, Jimeno is like, hey, like, please help me get unstuck, because he's got this big slab of concrete laying on top of him, and, um, you know, Pazulu is, like, trying to, like, push it off of him, and, like, give it all he's got, and he's like, I, I can't do it, I'll go leave for help. And then they're like, Nick says, no, like, don't leave. He like freaks the fuck out. I mean, there's Does nowhere not to want... go. But yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's like, he's just like, nope, leaving's not an option. And so then mm -hmm. uh, he's like, kind of like, you know, stuck trying to, trying to get these guys unstuck. And then all of a sudden there's another big explosion and yeah, something and things... falls on the guy. Yeah. I was gonna say, and, and things then, like start crashing down again, and this time Kazulo yeah. gets like injured, 
and blood starts coming out of his mouth. He's like, he knows he's not going to make it. And yeah. he pulls out his gun. And this is like a controversial part, I guess. So he pulls mm -hmm. out his gun and he ends up dying. And as he's dying, he shoots it. But for some reason, people think that he like shot himself in the head and killed himself. But he didn't. He just shot like as he was dying, I guess, and falling. And it was like a weird edit that I guess the wife of the real guy that that's that he's based on wanted mm -hmm. that edited out, like wanted that scene changed because it makes it look too much like he died of a suicide. Because I actually had to rewind it because I heard the gun go off and I was like, wait a yeah. minute, did he shoot himself he or yeah, he didn't I, shoot. Himself. I had to rewind it too because he points the gun up. And like mm -hmm. at the at the ceiling, not at necessarily at his head. So I had to rewatch it. I was like, wait, what? What was the point of that gun? Right. And then yeah. So I'm glad that you read up on that because I was very confused on why that happened. Yeah, I. It was just one of the. I went through all the trivia. Like I slogged through the trivia to find yes. <laughs> some stuff. And that was one one fact that I found that was interesting. Uh, that I actually had to myself go back and make sure that he was. It wasn't like a suicide shot. Um, but we don't know the intent of why he pulled out his gun anyways, so... Yeah. But he dies anyways, and, um, so then it's just Nick and, uh, Jimeno underneath the rubble. They're both stuck. They're pretty far from each other, and basically they, at this point, neither one of them can get out. They can't really do anything, and all they can do is really talk to keep each other awake and alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and apparently, like, uh, I think um, Jimeno was supposed to be relatively new to the team, and uh, uh, McLaughlin was supposed to be their sergeant, and he wasn't, he was known for, like, being pretty much, like, a hard-ass, like, he never really, like, had much, you know, small talk to be had, or he never really smiled a ton, and he was just kind of very, just, like, stern face and so he kind of had to open up <laughs> just to like keep himself talking and keep mm -hmm. the other guy talking and try their best to to stay alive um one part that kind of confused me I don't know if you saw anything about this but like after um Pazulu shot his gun obviously it fell down to the floor and then like a little while later it started like going off on its own and, like, just shooting bullets everywhere. And I was like, is that something that can actually happen? Like, it was, it no just, idea. it was such a, like, a freak thing. And I was like, is it have to do something with, like, the fire and, like, all the explosions going on that, like. If it got hot enough down power? there. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, if it got hot enough down there, maybe I could see that happening. But, like. Yeah. I, yeah, I have no idea. There was just. That would be it scary was. scary as fuck. <laughs> It was hard to honestly see what was happening when they were down there it was because it was dark. so dark. Anybody there? One thing that I forgot to... Yeah, so, like, the only time we really ever see Nick is, like, in the beginning. And then like, in flashbacks. When, yeah. yeah, and then in the flashbacks. And then beginning, we see... So, obviously, he's got the mustache because that's kind of, like, the only facial hair. Uh, um, God, the cop know. stash. I fucking yeah. hate those cop stashes. Yeah. Nasty. Yeah, it's the only one they're allowed to have, and, um, Nick's fucking hairline, man. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> With it, like, cut short like that, and, like, back into that, like, 
kind of like a buzz cut, but not really because it was still like mm-hmm. a little bit longer and it was like slicked back a little bit. But damn, man, it was a solid like M for like how it looked on his head from a bird's eye view. And it was rough. They they grade him up a little bit too for the role. Um, but I I was thinking I'm like honestly. In this role right now, he looks age-appropriate, although he's probably playing somebody who is older than he actually is at this time, yeah. which is yeah. really saying something about that hairline. Oh, you think he has enough money, man? Like, you think he would be able to do something about that? But I just don't I, think I there's think... really a real way you can get that hair back. Without, you know, like yeah. There's plugs have, and stuff, but you can you can tell when people do that kind of work yeah. on themselves, you know? Yeah, it's very obvious. So it's yeah. like, what looks worse, an obvious fake hairdo or just rocking what you have? <laughs> yep, just, exactly. I would like to see Nick bald. I would like to see him shave it off and see, maybe he can rock that. Who knows? Maybe we'll I think see he's played characters that are bald, but like yeah. I don't think he's done it himself. I guess we'll, we'll have to see, but... <laughs> Um, anyways. Yeah. Uh, so one thing that I actually laughed out loud at, and I only, I think you're the only person who will understand why I laughed out, out loud, but there, when, uh, Nick and Jimeno are down, you know, trapped sharing, like, just their, their family information, basically, you know, how many, uh, kids they have, you know, information about their wives and whatever, and Nick's listing his kids and his, he has a little girl named Aaron, but he says it in such a way that reminded me of the way that you and Ozzy say my name when you're, like, making jokes about me. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote that down, too. I said, he has a little girl named Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> Oh my, okay, let's talk about that fucking accent. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> like, he, and it even said in the trivia, obviously he's trying to do that method acting where he's trying to immerse himself so that he can learn, and he studied on this accent, but when he speaks, it sounds like he is just slow. Like, it sounds yeah. like he is just, like... Oh my gosh, it was so bad. <laughs> it was. He was like pulling like a Michael Caine from The Weatherman. You know, like yeah. a slow talk so you can not really like fuck it up. But it just sounds bad. It all sounded bad. It, yeah, there's just when times when he was talking and I was like, I think he would have just been better without the accent because I mm-hmm. feel like it... It did not do justice for that character because it just made him sound like a fucking idiot. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't the first choice for the role. Yes. <laughs> As per usual for Nick. He's not usually the first choice. Um, it's one of those movies that... If you if you can't do the, the New York accent, it's just it's not going to be authentic. And yeah. It, those goddamn mustaches. I yeah. cannot get over. But it was it was rough. But yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad that you noticed that because that's exactly what I noticed too. It's like, hey, he's in on the joke. And then I half wondered, I'm like, did this come from 
Like, did that come from this? Like, or is it just coincidence? I, it's just a coincidence. But if I knew long ago that that's how he said your name, I would have been starting that shit a long time ago. <laughs> oh, God. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and there's, um, uh, I guess another character that they brought in, um, was this guy, his name was, um, Dave Carnes, and mm-hmm. he was apparently, like, ex-military, and he heard about what was going on, and at the time he was doing something else with his life, and he's like, nope, my true calling is just being a Marine, so I'm gonna go back, and I'm gonna help where I can, and so he goes to Ground Zero, and he starts, um, you know, pretty much just, like, looking around, looking for, yeah. um, people that are caught under everything, um, because at one point when it starts to get dark, this search gets called off, even though they know there are still, like, thousands of people, like, trapped under there, but they're like, if we keep doing this, then we're just gonna lose more guys, and we can't risk it, and then mm-hmm. the, the Marine was like, fuck that, I'm gonna do what I want, and, like, a lot of, uh, people thought that this guy was just, like, a, you know, like, a Hollywood, um, flare type of thing like it wasn't actually true but apparently it was true and he found another um uh there was just another marine out there yeah thomas yeah and and apparently yeah and apparently the guy in real life um was black but they didn't know it at the time and so Mm -hmm. it's played by a white guy and um that I guess they found out later on who was actually that person and the guy was just like and they, they apologized for it, and apparently he's like, yeah, no big deal, like, I'm just glad that you portrayed the good deal, the good deeds that were going on, and like, yeah, seems like they should have done more research before they were. That's um, what I'm saying about the whole, <laughs> you know, we know more now than we did yeah. when they made the movie, you know? And it, it's yeah, like, and it was still, like, four years or five years after that this was released, and they still didn't know all this information, like they they could have waited longer but i guess they right. were it was like one of the first you know world trade center movies that came out so i guess mm-hmm. but i don't know if they've done a more recent one but uh, probably but it's not my genre of movie <laughs> i know not gonna so, not gonna, <laughs> not gonna, look gonna go looking it. for it <laughs> right yeah um another thing about about especially with the timing of the movie because it was so soon after you know 9-11 like the it, the wounds were still fresh, essentially. Like, the actual um, McLaughlin and Jimena, Jimeno were um, still, like, going through surgeries for their injuries while they were, like, making this movie. And then also, like, the city of New York wouldn't let them film um, anything, like, about the World Trade Center there. Like, they just mm-hmm. refused. And so they had to film and, like, recreate the whole set in Los Angeles. Um which I thought was pretty interesting, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. I wonder how much that cost. Too that much. Was, yeah, that was that's a big, that's a lot to rebuild. I wonder if there's still that restriction. No, I don't think. So. Well, you know, I have no idea. But they've. I mean, like, <laughs> where the World Trade Center sat is now like a Ground Zero monument. So like that. What I don't think that existed yet. I, that took a while to come up. I think. I don't know yeah. when that was unveiled and finished. People don't like me because I don't smile a lot. 
so there's a bunch of like flashbacks between um well Nick's Nick's having a lot of flashbacks about him and his wife, him and mm-hmm. his kids. And then it's flashing to real life about um Jimeno's family and I guess his wife is pregnant and all the like shit she's going through and whatever. Yeah. And um eventually like I don't know, they're just in there for a long fucking time. They start like hallucinating, they're both like getting more quiet and they're mm-hmm. both kind of like losing hope. And um yeah, exactly. But then and then Carnes comes and uh, I guess he he finds them. He starts you know, yelling down there, they respond, and they're like, oh, shit, we gotta call in reinforcements to get these guys out. And their families were notified, and apparently Nick's family was told that he, like, was already, like, pulled out and walking right out of there, and so they're like, oh, thank God. And then they, like, show up, and then uh, they're like, oh, sorry, there's been a miscommunication, they're actually still trying to get them out, and they're like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, how big of a miscommunication? Like, that's that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. But, the, like, with as chaotic as things were, you know, yeah. I mean, like, it is pretty bold of the police the police department to just be like, yep, he's walking around without having any right. confirmation of that. Um, but, they, I mean, at the very least, they could say he was accounted for and is alive. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> seems know, like the, but... the more vague, the, the more you're covering your ass. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, Jimeno's wife, Allison, she gets more of the, the what actually is happening to her husband. She knows that he's still trapped, at least when she's notified. He's been found, but still trapped. Um, I, he wasn't even really, like, like this wasn't his job. Like, he wasn't a, really a responder like Nick was, because he worked at, like, the bus station or something like that. Like, right. he just did, like, security at the bus uh, depot or whatever, or train depot. Doesn't fucking matter. He was a transportation cop, basically. Yeah. And so, like, it was a whole big deal for her to not see him at his post and then to find out that he was pulled into, essentially, hell. <laughs> and then uh, he came out alive. But um, they both end up getting rescued. The first, first person that gets pulled out is Jimeno, and... Um, he gets taken right to the hospital, and Nick is a little deeper, so they have to yeah. go down a little bit farther. But they also don't realize he's alive until they're, or he, that he's even down there, until they're almost fully, like, getting Jimeno out. But all that's left is his leg that's stuck under, like, the concrete, and he's, he's telling the guy that's trying to, like, rescue him, he's like, just cut it off! It's like, I don't need it! Save my boy Nick! The only way you can get under me is if you take my leg off! And the guy's like, I'm not gonna cut your leg off! Let's just keep going! Yeah. Yeah, and they get him out just fine. And, like, at this point, they're like, yeah, it's still gonna be, like, a couple hours till we get Nick out, because he's, like, you know, he's 20 feet below you, and, like, there's just mm-hmm. more shit we have to get through. And so, like, Nick is, like, in and out of consciousness, and, like, he's just, like, thinking back about his wife, and he's just, like, kind of, like, envisioning his wife, and he, like, just pretty much envisions his wife saying, like, get your ass up, come home, you You have shit to do at home, you're not gonna die here, and, like, it literally takes his wife, like, nagging at him so that he doesn't to not die. And then, like, once they finally, like, get him out, there's, like, this chain of, like, 
um, you know, first responders that are just, like, you know, passing him down the, the, the like, line to, like, get mm-hmm. him to a safe space. And apparently that was a lot of the real, uh, they recruited real um, cops and firefighters from that area to um, be a part of that line. And um, once he, like, gets to the hospital and his wife's there, he's like, you saved me. <laughs> That's so bad. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and then it, like, gave us some stats about, you know, how many people actually... I love that you call them stats. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they're, like, game stats or something like that. <laughs> That's how much I'm trying to, like, dehumanize this. I'm like, ah, numbers <laughs> of death, I don't know. <laughs> I'm too awkward. Yeah, they really broke down, like, you know, um, the total number of people who died in the 9-11 incident in the World Trade Center, and then they broke it down by, like, how many of them were cops and firefighters and and so on. Yeah, and for the record, it, it was 2,749 that died, and only 20 were pulled out alive. Mm-hmm. And what, Nick and uh, Jimeno, or well, I guess should say McLaughlin and Jimeno, technically, were <laughs> no. uh, um, the 18th and 19th people that they pulled Yeah, out. so only one more after them, yeah, so that's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, they were so close to death. Like, they even had to put an IV in Nick while he was still buried in the <laughs> yeah. rubble. Like, he yeah. wasn't going to make it. But... Yeah, and then two le- two years later, they had a big old thank you barbecue, and that was kind of the end. Yep, and they were, and I think they, um, because obviously they had like, I don't know, like 20 plus surgeries to try to like get their legs okay yeah, again. Back to normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah so um, I think they both ended up retiring. Um, because I obviously they can do anything after, after they that. They can't really do much now that they are kind of limited. But yeah, so it was, it was an interesting story, but definitely a lot of just dark scenes of them buried. And I was thinking like, not that it was like easy to portray, but like, honestly, all you're doing is just like. You see a little bit of your face, and that's it. Like, you know, it's like, yep. and it's dark, and you just got to get some dust and some some uh, uh, pieces of rocks in your mouth, and... Mm-hmm. Some tears you know? on the face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, but, like, yeah. uh, again, Nick had to prepare um, not only his accent, but apparently he went into, like, this, like... Uh, limited uh, it was like this tank that sensory was sensory deprivation to, yeah <laughs> yeah so that he could like try to experience how awful it was and like get in that mindset of what it would be like to be in a situation like that so. yo god what a guy yeah. and still his performance was mediocre <laughs> <laughs> and he wonders why he's not always first pick <laughs> i know like, I hate to dog on our boy, but for real, he he's not the best, yeah. especially for a role like this, you know? Yes, yeah, it's... he has his his niche, and this isn't it, but yeah. it's okay. We love him anyways. For some reason. <laughs> I know. He's creepy <laughs> in real life. 
He's so but creepy. we love him. Uh, I wonder when his his baby is due. I I just can't get over the fact that he's had another kid. It's got to be close, probably, to the time my sister's baby's due, because... Probably. Oh. I had one more little bit of trivia that I just wanted to mention. Something I already knew, but that it was mentioned in the, like, movie trivia. Mm-hmm. Um, just in the real life, like, uh, World Trade Center 9-11 incident, Steve Buscemi, who uh, apparently used to be a firefighter before he was an actor... He came back to New York after um, the towers fell to help with the uh, cleanup and and rescue missions and stuff like that. Um, he just volunteered his time and came back to do all that shit. Oh, Steve Buscemi just coming in for the win. What a what a guy. I know. He's he's made a few appearances in some of the movies that we've watched, like Con Air and yes. Uh, fuck, what was that one with? Where he was in New Orleans. He played... Oh, it was Zandali. Zandali. He was, uh, <laughs> he was like a convict there, too. He was just like some oh, street yeah. rat that kept running around and causing little trouble. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. One of his more minor roles, for sure. Yeah, but hey, we, we gotta respect that. Any kind of appearance we can get out of him. Yeah, I really like Steve Buscemi. He's just got Me one too. of those... Nasty looking faces that I I yes. like, yes. You know, but all right. Are we ready to rank this, bitch? Hell yeah! I see the movie. I am around the Wind Talkers area. Wind Talkers, Valley Girl, Racing with the Moon, Birdie. That's Let's higher see. than I think I wanted it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm looking at this, I'm like, wait a minute. Yes, because it's like Wind Talkers is also another you know based on a true story and another <laughs> similar type of action role mm, I feel like maybe more yeah maybe more around like Lord of War yeah was wow also this a is all very story. recent for us like these I know. movies right here <laughs> is it better than the ant bully <laughs> how do compare how I was... compare the ant bully to the world trade center <laughs> but you know what I think we're about to do it so was it better than the employee? <laughs> oh god, in terms of watchability, I don't think so. <laughs> I was about to say the same. I was like, I think I'll watch the Empoli again. Yeah. I watch yeah, just because this one was so yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. Um Lord of War was also one that it took I think it was more there was more going on though. There was more like it was a faster pace type thing. In Lord of I, War. I think Lord of War was a faster pace than this. Yes. Um, but I think maybe it can go above Captain Corelli's Mandolin, because <laughs> fuck that movie. That. <laughs> yeah, fuck that movie. All right. All right. Okay, so that will place it as number 28 out of 47. But boy, oh boy, am I excited for the next one. Oh my god, I'm so fucking excited. Oh, like, I'm about to buy this movie <laughs> for seriously purposes. But, um... Yes, because right. we, we deserve a good movie after a lot of the ones that we've recently had to watch. <laughs> I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie, so it may not yes. be as good as I remember. But I <laughs> we are going to watch The Wicker Man next. Which came out in 2006. It's PG-13. Unfortunately, not R. 
Um, and it's an hour and 42 minutes, so it's, it's under two hours. I'm nice. looking forward to that, honestly. All right, so The Wicker Man, a horror, mystery, thriller. A sheriff investigating the disappearance of a young girl from a small island discovers there's a tar... Wow, I thought that was a T. It's an L. There's a larger <laughs> mystery to solve among the island's secretive neo-pagan community. The only thing that I remember about this movie is it starts out kind of like, kind of normal, and then it progressively gets more strange and strange. Yeah. And there's bees. There's bees I in this bitch. I bees! <laughs> That's all I can think of. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm so excited. You know what blows my mind is I'm seeing right now on IMDb rating, it's got a 3.7 out of 10. I was seeing that too. That's what made me say maybe it's not as good as we remember. <laughs> oh, God. That's pretty bad. But hey, I'm oh, excited for it. I am so excited. So the only bigger pile of trash than the World Trade Center wreckage is this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Christ. <laughs> Fucking Christ. What the hell happened?